Hello, everyone, and hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire, my name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Garrett K. Jones. Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Uh, well, it is going amazing here uh, out in the Midwest. Um, I don't know how it's going out the West Coast, but it's uh, rainy here. That's what I'll say. The rain would be nice. It would be very welcoming. Today, it has been really cold and really, really windy. It got to the point where uh, I was walking across uh, the the high school campus where I was working today, and the uh, the wind was so powerful that I actually was getting resistance. It was actually pushing me back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's it was insanely windy. It has been actually really warm here today. Uh, unseasonably warm here. It's been like the last few days in the four, uh, almost in the fifties. It's supposed to get up in the sixties, but it's been windy mm-hmm. and rainy tonight. But it's still been rather really nice. It's fifty-one degrees right now here in uh, here in central Illinois. So, oh my gosh, rather nice, rather nice. I'm looking at the weather here, and it is 46 degrees. Wow. Um, it was – we did have a high of 56, but, um, yeah, right now it's sitting at about 46. I don't know how yeah. it got up to the in, into the mid-50s, yeah. but – because it was – And cold. probably for you, it's completely <laughs> like, different. Probably, like, for us, you know, February in your 50s, you're like, oh, man, bring out, bring out the shorts, the T-shirt. We're ready to go. There's, like – Probably there you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Yeah, yeah. it was – I mean, we don't have the snow or anything like what you guys have. So, like, when it gets cold here, like, it's just – it's uh, – I mean, yeah. oh, man, it, it's it's bad. It's uh, – yeah. yeah. Well, we're not here to talk weather. Uh, we're here no. to talk Bad Batch Season 2, and we have three episodes to go through. So, buckle up, That's Buttercups. right. It's gonna Episode be a, it's six, gotta be a, seven and eight. Yes. Um well let's start with episode six, tribe. Um again, kind of a kind of a standalone. They've been doing a lot of standalone episodes. Um you know, they have. And you know, some of them have been I think we've we've talked, you know, a lot of them have been really good, really fun, uh building character. There have been a couple of ones that are uh, okay. Um, which how would you which one would you put this one on? Would you put this on a, a really good one or just a an okay one? For me, I thought Tribe was actually a really good episode. Um, yeah. The thing I liked about it is it brought in some more connections from the Clone Wars mm-hmm. um, because um, Gunji, the uh, the Wookiee Jedi that we got to see, um, yes, he the last time I remember seeing him was in which episode it was like season three or four i believe yeah. where yoda takes the younglings to uh ilum to, to uh their, their kyber crystal to yeah. collect their kyber crystals and um and so that they can start building their own lightsaber as part of their as part of their trials and uh and he was a cute little wookie i mean he was like a little teddy bear and, yeah. and now he's he's you become a a very powerful force user and I, I think it's really cool to see him uh 
you know, we, he's a little bit older, he's a little bit more experienced and we get, uh, we get that to follow up with him. And I'm very glad that he survived order 66. Yeah. And I like, I like the fact that they, when, when they take him back, you know, to, to Kashyyyk, I like the fact that they mentioned that, you know, you can see that he's looking around and they mentioned the fact that he hasn't been here since he was a, like little, like he does, he yeah. probably doesn't remember Kashyyyk. Yeah, uh, I like the fact and, that they talk about that. That yeah, that yeah, that's this is his not home uncommon. World, but, yeah, that that's his home world, but he doesn't remember anything about about it because even at that you know at that stage when Order sixty six happened, you know he was probably maybe just had become a Padawan, if that. You know, yeah. he might have still been a young, you know, young, you know, a youngling, you know, getting ready to become a Padawan when Order 66 happened. So his entire existence, his entire life has been at the temple. Yeah. You and know, and with that's... maybe going off world every once in a while, but basically just you know, lived his entire life inside the temple. And that's and that's one of the things I liked about this episode is that like not only do we get this follow-up on this character, but like like you see there's a there's kind of a a, a resistance to wind up to accept the um the bad batch's assistance because all he sees are clones and while they're mm-hmm. while they look different he's used to the clones kind of taking on uh different um accessories and things and and names to just kind of make them more individuals um but here we're seeing we're seeing that he really is struggling to trust them. Like he, he doesn't sleep when he's on the ship because he's afraid that they're going to, you know, kill him, space him, whatever. Um, <laughs> but then they finally, they help him and he sees them help. Mm-hmm. He sees them fight the empire. And so that makes a big difference for him. Yeah. 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 I thought it was just, you know, I, I, I loved seeing Kashyyyk again. Um, I thought that was really cool. I do too. And it's seeing and getting getting a little bit more of the culture of the Wookiees. You know, seeing that yes. a little bit more, the connection to the trees, the connection to, uh, you know, their connection to the planet, everything like that was really cool. Um, and now I'm going to throw this out here. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation, and just on your opinion. Is Omega force force sensitive? Is she a force sensitive? I form? think she might be. I think I they're think hinting at it without yeah up front. Yeah, I think, and I think this is where they're going to try and tie this in with the sequel trilogy, with Palpatine experimenting on making uh, force sensitive clones. I think that's how they're going to tie in him cloning, trying to clone himself. That right now mm-hmm. with with Grogu with them doing the experiments on Grogu because uh, we saw in Mandalorian season one um, we got the right, guy gonna, there with they're going to vivisect took, Grogu yeah, to... yeah yeah they're going to take his blood and one of the uh, what's his name had the uh, the clone the cloner patch on his out on his uniform so I think that's right. what they're they're all these are trying to tie into the uh, um sequel trilogy and i think that's how where she's going to kind of come in and her importance 
I think it, you know, I think if it's done well, if it's done if it's done smartly, I think it could do. I think it can help bridge that because, like, out of I mean, like the whole thing right now is out of nowhere. Is I mean, the best we've got is you know Palpatine returned somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow Palpatine returned. Even Poe Dameron's uh, delivery of that line is just. Like really lackluster and really like really um, this is the direction. Somewhat, that if you if you ever if you watch the uh, screen crush uh, breakdowns, he mm-hmm. does that as a joke. He'll bring that in as a joke, every, like every almost yep. every episode of he'll bring in somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Um, overall, I, I I would say if I was to give this a score out of you know out of ten, I would give Tribe probably. I'd say a solid nine. I'd say good. Yeah, it was, it was Maybe a, really, nine and a half. really good, really good standalone episode. Um, mm-hmm. It did a lot for Omega. This was definitely an Omega centric episode. She was yes. kind of the driving force. Uh, you know, she's becoming kind of the heart and soul of the of of the batch. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And yeah. You know, and she's the one that's kind of you know reminding them, you know, keeps rem- you know, cost, you know, remind them every once in a while of why they're doing what they're doing. You know, um, yeah, it's yeah, I, it's, I it's a very interesting. Yeah, it's it's an interesting direction that they go with with this episode because um, it's the first one we've had so far this season where we actually get to see Jedi. Yes. Um, the question was whether or not we were going to see one, um, and we did. We're, you know, about a third of the way through the season by the time that that episode aired, and uh, so we finally got to see some Jedi connection there. And I, I, and I will I fully admit, that. I had completely forgot about Gunji, so I saw the Wookiee. I'm like, oh, it's a Wookiee. Yeah, me too. And then I'm like, what? You know, watching. I was like, okay, it looks kind of familiar, but I still couldn't place him. But then when I saw him put the hand out, a little snaggle like, tooth that was sticking up. And then I, I didn't notice that either. But I saw him use the the hand motion for to use the force. I'm like, oh, he's a Jedi. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um. Uh. Yeah. It was really. I saw this one with my daughter too. So that was really, really fun. And she, she thought, she thought Gunji was really cool. Guy. Yeah. We need yeah. more Jedi. And when, well, when she gets that Clone Wars episode and she sees Gunji the first time, she's mm-hmm. going to make that connection. She's going to be like, oh, that we saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, since we have three episodes, let's move on to episode seven, Clone Conspiracy. Uh, um, I This one was... This was interesting, but I I wasn't a big fan of this one. Really, really, hmm. interesting. Well, I like the fact that f- for one, it's an episode where the batch doesn't even appear. Yes, they don't even yeah, show up. Really... Yeah. Um, and I do I... like the fact that they they take that risk and they they kind of step aside from from what's going on with the main story to show mm-hmm. you this side story that connects back to what we've seen so far yeah. in the last two yeah. in the last and, season and, a half. and I like the fact that they've they've brought forward things that have been mentioned in passing in like different episodes like mentioning this uh recruitment bill. You've heard this mentioned you know different times throughout 
throughout the throughout the uh, series this season so far, and it's mm-hmm. culminating in in these next two episodes. Um, yes. I think this is definitely one that, if you're not a fan of the political side of Star Wars, of the of all the you know the the high politics and stuff like that, you may not be a fan of this one. But if you are, mm-hmm. then this is I I I really like this episode. Um, I liked the uh, the senator character. I I like that they're showing the transition from the Republic to the Empire, and how at this time it looks like the Emperor still needs the Senate. Like it yes. hasn't got to where it is at Andor. Because if you, if you if you remember in Andor, the scenes where they where they show the Senate, there's nobody there. Like right. Mon Mothma is te- speaking to like an empty chamber. And at this right. point, it's still full. You know, they're still they're still debating stuff. They're still the emperor's still meeting the the senate to to kind of facilitate these new laws and pass these new laws and give it at least the the semblance of the of the old republic still being there. Um, yeah, and because we because we haven't because like it was at the start of episode four uh, or well, the film episode four, A New Hope. That's yeah. where we get the first, the first inkling or the first indication that uh, this government is really, really, really sketchy because, you know, there is a passing comment from Tarkin that the uh, that the emperor had disbanded the Senate completely. Like he just yeah. makes a unilateral decision as emperor to disband the Senate, yeah. which at that point he's no longer, you know, he's no longer dealing with pretenses anymore because. The rebel alliance has become too much of a threat. Why waste yeah. time in bureaucracy when he can just hand down judgment as mm-hmm. you know the supreme ruler? Well, um, you know, I think it was interesting to see that the that so many of these clones are starting to question. Um, we we even had that, heard that mentioned in in the first season from from Rex that you know, or no, is this season? More and more clones are starting to question. And to see that and to see, you know, the, the you know, and even parallels. In, I, I, there are so many things to unpack, I think, in this episode. Parallels with today's world, uh, the mm-hmm. way that the clones are treated compared to the way our veterans are, are treated. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Just so many, so many great parallels, and how Palpatine is using these insurgents and these little rebellions as an excuse to build the to build a new army. You know, yeah. because even you know, even um, uh, not Mamothma because she's not in this one, but uh, or Bail Organa makes the comment of. You know, and a couple other senators do say the war is over. Why do we need an army? The war is over. And the excuse is like, well, you know, we have all these insurgencies happening. We have all of these, all of these different pockets of, of resistance that are happening. We need, we need a strong military to, to, to protect us. Um, we still have these pockets of, uh, of, of, um, separatists who are still hanging on to the old ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. All these excuses. In in the past, in the Republic, those would have been dealt with by the Jedi. 
right. the Jedi would have the Jedi would have taken would have would have handled those 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 instances and mediated those and worked something out. But now with no Jedi, you know, um, and I. I definitely thought it was like you said it was interesting having an entire episode with no without the bad batch there. Um yeah. Yeah. And well, I take that back. I think we did have I think we did have a member of the of the bad batch there. I think Crosshairs was seen see in that in the in episode. Well, remember the guy that Rex the the clone that Rex was talking to at the beginning when they walked out of that cantina and gets gunned down. Hmm. It was a sniper. Yeah, we never see the sniper's face. Yes, we do. Because it's the same, it was the same sniper that um it was the same guy, it was the same clone that uh Admiral um you the Admiral what's that? Oh Rampart Rampart hired to to silence. It was that same clone. He's a specialized clone. He's another. He's, it wasn't Crosshairs, but it's another specialized clone. Um, oh, yeah, I got. Like, I got the feeling that this was Crosshair. Hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I did not. I think it was the same clone. It was the same clone that that they capture in the factory that was hunting down the uh, um, the clone, uh, the, the clone, the clone dissenter. Um, okay. I think it was. It I'll was have to go back and, Yeah, I'll have to go back. It and, looks and, like it looks like that. This is a a specialized clone that they will eventually lead into what will eventually become the Dark Trooper, or at least the maybe not the Dark Trooper, but the uh, the Death Trooper. Um, okay, I think that's where. Which will be interesting if the if the Death Troopers are are the only only are the the one Stormtroopers that are still clones. That they're specialized clones that have been specially designed to do certain, you know, to be these specialized special forces. Yeah, um, it would be would interesting. Be, I, I, yeah, I, I think it'd be really cool to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, I it, just regardless, I like there. It's interesting because I think we this is probably the most fleshed out part of of Admiral Rampart's character that we get to see. Mm-hmm. In, in these, yeah. at least, especially in these two episodes, because we're seeing a guy who's military. He has no yeah. business working yeah. in politics, but he's operating as like some kind of a liaison for the military with the mm-hmm. Senate. And he's showing up at these Senate meetings, and there's no reason for him to do so. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, uh, and so, hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting to see to see that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. But, <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, yeah. Fighting that wind. Uh, <laughs> now, now, I what I thought was interesting though is we get this great characterization from Rampart. Like, there's a bit of an like he's a bit arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. and we see that a lot with with uh, Imperial. Uh, operatives and agents and and you know especially the higher ranking they are the more confident they are in their own abilities but 
we see a guy that thinks he's he's completely capable of playing the system, and he has no idea that he's actually being played by the very same system that he thinks he's winning. Hmm. But I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead because we haven't talked about episode eight yet. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was now. I, I guess this the senator showed up in a Clone Wars episode, but I do not remember her. Um, um I'm actually looking it up. Um, Yeah, Bad Batch 2.07. Chuchi. Senator Chuchi is her name. And Chuchi, she's a Pantoran. And we saw her... She actually shows up in several episodes really of the Clone Wars. So like really? um Chuchi was seen during um during the Pantoran um they they had a they had a battle uh uh with the with the uh the Talls the the mm. furry sloth looking folks with the weird uh like proboscis nose um and she was she was the one trying to find peace and uh she ends up siding with the talls to some extent um, i remember yeah i do remember that one yes i remember that episode yes um she was seen it, yeah. during the attack of the zillow beast mm. um and she survived that attack she was there during the blockade over pantora because of the Trade Federation. Um, she was one of the senators held hostage when Cad Bane infiltrated the Senate. Hmm. So she's been, yeah, wow. I, yeah, so she's been, been, yeah, she's been involved yeah. in several things. Hmm. Cool. Well, I think this is a, uh, a good a time as any to kind of jump forward to uh, season eight or episode seven of, of season two, and I cannot for the life of me remember what that what the episode was titled. Truth and consequences. That's right. Truth and consequences. Um, and the batch is back. Yep, uh, they're back. They are. Coruscant, and I, I, I loved oh seeing Omega seeing Coruscant for the first time. Like yeah, her expression was priceless. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's there didn't even no explanation like there was in uh, episode one of the Phantom Menace when Anakin first goes that oh it's an entire city we already know what Coruscant is but just seeing her her reaction to it and seeing how you know um and. You know, little little callbacks to to the Clone Wars again. Um, the the bay that Rex uses is the same bay that the two sisters used in yes. the, uh, season seven, you know, because they're now working for with with him. Um, 
I thought that was that was a neat little touch. Um, I mean, what what did you think of the episode overall? Uh, this is it's kind of this is the one that I, to be honest, because of the way it was going, um, I I need to go back and actually rewatch the episodes. Like mm-hmm. I caught like the last third of it, and uh, the the problem is I was. <laughs> We kind of talked about this before we started recording, but yesterday was such a, a like I finally got caught up yesterday. So as we're recording this, this is Tuesday we're recording. I watched it Monday and the uh, as I'm watching, I actually ended up dozing off. Um, I was sitting there. My, my son was watching uh, something on YouTube. I was lounging on my couch getting caught up so that we could record this episode and I distinctly remember just kind of passing out um, at the tail end of episode seven, going into episode eight. And like, I got the gist of what had happened, but mm-hmm. I think my favorite part of the episode entirely has less to do with the plot and more to do with the fact that they brought Ian McDermott back to play yes. Palpatine. Yeah. Oh, that like was at so... first I thought, is this, is this really him? Or is this like someone doing a voiceover? Cause Sam Witwer, uh, he was doing the voiceover work during parts of the clone Wars, So he would mm. like, um, he would, uh, he would do the voice for Palpatine and Darth Maul simultaneously. Um, yeah. And so I got really curious. So I made a point of watching the, the end credits caught that and saw it was Ian McDermott. I'm like, Ooh, this is okay. This is great. This is awesome. Yes. But I do want yeah, to go back love, and rewatch the episode. I, I love the fact that in episode seven, they distinctly, you know, make it a point to mention that Palpatine hasn't been at a Senate at a Senate meeting, a meeting of the Senate, basically since he became emperor. Um, and how yes. and how different that was compared to when he was chancellor, uh, because it's almost yeah, like in chancellor like, you were expected to be at every Senate, every meeting of the Senate, every every time the Senate got together, you were expected to be there and the fact that he hadn't. Um, so when he does show up at the end, which spoiler alert, uh, you know, just showing that. It throws like, everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, what? And the fact that he is not just three steps ahead, he's almost playing, you know, 10 steps ahead, you know. We're yeah, playing he's, he's playing a completely different game. Yeah. We're, everybody else is playing checkers. He's playing 3D chess. Yes, I, I mean, I like that. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he is just so far ahead of each other. And, you know, using what, you know, it, it makes you wonder, was this his plan all along to, you know, throw Rampart under the bus? Or was that just a, well, this happened, so let's just no i it's so given what we know about palpatine and the way he operates i think i think it is very clear that he had intentions of if the opportunity became necessary to throw rampart under the bus um but he also i mean if you look at the way that palpatines operate as a as a senator as a chancellor as emperor all throughout his 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 tenure in within the galaxy he has made a point of manipulating people mm-hmm. uh, for one reason or another using their 
whatever it is that they crave most or they desire most. So like seafood, uh, Sifodias, for example. Yeah. Um, he, whether it was directly or indirectly is, is of no consequence, but he manipulated Sifodias and Sifodias' concerns about needing to protect the galaxy and the Republic from the threat of the Sith. Hmm. And since Palpatine was already playing every side possible, Sifo-Dyas just fell into the trap and built him the army that he needed. Yeah. Um, and he manipulated, he manipulated Dooku in this, in a very similar way. Dooku wanted to protect the Republic, but at the same time, he saw the flaws and the gaps in the Republic, knowing full well who he worked for mm-hmm. was playing both sides. And, only to come to find out, like the one, the one thing he should have paid attention to is I'm dealing with a Sith Lord. Yeah. If I become his apprentice, if I become his student, he is eventually going to kill me because that's yeah. what the Sith do. If I don't kill him, he'll kill me. Mm-hmm. The rule, yeah. the rule of two, is always in effect, and and the uh, and Palpatine was the like the best at playing that game. He was he was like. Every opportunity, like the only reason why he had Maul, he was Maul was a weapon. He was a blunt instrument that could yeah. be discarded whenever he needed to because he had his sights set on something better at every turn, mm-hmm. and he looked for ways to manipulate the situation to get that. Yeah. Um. So, um, I I think Rampart was I I don't think Rampart realized just how much of the big leagues he was playing into, and yeah. so yeah. Um, so but now, now become now become because spoiler alert, he is dragged off to you know, um, at the end of the episode, uh, because they they're searching for proof of what this what this clone had said that Rampart had ordered the destruction of um, of Camino, mm-hmm. uh, the bombardment of Camino. Because uh, at the time they they I you know they've been telling everyone that this was simply a a storm that yeah. it was a storm that destroyed the city, um, and you know everyone just seemed to buy it. Yeah, everyone just seemed to buy the story. But well, it's, um, and it's interesting because Camino only shows up. I mean, if, if had it not been for the investigation done by Obi Wan Kenobi, like. The fact that the fact that um, he did that investigation in the first place is the only thing that brought Camino into the light because, like, the Kem- the Kaminoans were, I mean, they kept to themselves for the most yeah. part. I mean, sure, yeah. you had you had Dex yeah. who knew about them, yeah, but he, you know, had very limited interactions with them. He knew their technology, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, there's. The, the, I mean, the fact that they have such specific and unique development of, of their weapons, that's what led them to being discovered in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. it, and I think it's know, interesting it, that with with Rampart, you know, he learned the same he learned the same uh, lesson that the um, that the Kaminoans learned that when it comes to the Empire. Everyone is no one. Everyone is expendable. 
to the yes. empire. You know, the Kaminoans sat there and it's like, well, yes. they need us because we're the only ones who know how to do these clones. We have all the facilities. Yeah. We know how to do it. And they learned the hard way. Like, yeah, we don't need you. The process can easily be studied and duplicated. Yeah, we if we, yeah, if we, yeah, if we need that, we can do it ourselves. Um, but, and I, I, I loved how once that came to light, how, like, okay. And then he, he you know, how the, the emperor manipulated that as still a reason to still say, like, well, you know, these clones, they, they followed orders far too, too easily. They were more than willing to. So that's why we need storm Imperial stormtroopers. Because, yes. you know, and just caught everyone just complete, like you said, completely off guard, completely, um, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, the... And well, the thing I think I just I like a good conspiracy because it, it, it plays mm-hmm. into the mystery. And I think that's why the prequels did so well during um, during their run, because there was that mis- mystery. There was that conspiracy going on at the heart of everything. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I mean, it, it, but at the same time. This one brings a lot of things that were talked about during the Clone Wars. It talks a, a, a lot of the things that talked about in the prequels and brings it back to the forefront of the audience. Mm-hmm. So for those people who are who are fresh to Star Wars, who are only going off of the Bad Batch and whatever episodes of Clone Wars they may have seen, uh, if they're still trying to get caught up, they get this opportunity to see, okay, well, this is something that's been at the core of the last 20, 25 years of of star wars content mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely definitely now there's some speculation and i've heard some people kind of discussing what ramparts fate will be um you know it will have we seen the last of Am- admiral rampart or do um i don't that- think so but at the same time now here's kind of hard to say. Here's the interesting theory. What if this kind of turns him to lead him to join the rebellion? Because we've seen we've seen that very strict, you know, strong imperial rebels uh, with with uh, with Callus. Uh, yeah, becoming becoming. I mean, at the beginning, he was as imperial as imperial got. Um. And he became that would a be interesting rebel. to see. You know, that would you know, be interesting. Seen, yeah, we, we've seen other imperial officers, you know, join the cause for whatever for whatever reason. So that would be uh, an interesting turn. Um, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we've seen the last of 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 him. Um. And I, I think it was, I thought it was interesting. He yeah. used the he used the same excuse that so many others from other, uh, you know, when caught when caught doing, you know, some horrible horrible crime uh, that other people have used. I was just following orders. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yes, you were just following orders, but you know, so were the uh, so were the Nazis, so were the. Mm-hmm. Uh, so were the you know the, the Soviet Soviets. 
soldiers. Yeah, soldiers. So were you know so many other people who so, are just yeah. doing awful things. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's it's not an excuse. No, no. In fact, I if I'm if I'm if uh, now anybody out there is in military knows military law. I do not believe that can be used as an excuse anymore in a tribunal. That you cannot use the excuse I was just following orders uh, because no, you have you, you have a you have a you have a right you know a duty if your orders are immoral or against you know human decency to not follow those orders and right um um i will say this uh moving forward with with the show i didn't think i'd get that as emotional as i did with uh spoiler alert with um i almost said tech um echo with echo leaving i got a little emotional there at the end I did too. Like uh, it, 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 it makes sense because we already have someone who can basically do what Echo does in tech. Um, yeah. So we don't really need two people that can do that same job. So it makes sense for him to to kind of leave. I think he'll be back. Uh, I think you know maybe probably for the last couple episodes we might see some uh, a couple you know. An episode or two with just him and him and uh, um, Rex, but yeah, it was still. I think what what made it emotional for me was Omega, you know, Omega's response. Yeah, because she's really grown close with him, and yeah, her. This was definitely another episode that was very. Very Omega I, and going back, going back to the beginning of it, one thing that really, I mean, like you said, it was a very Omega centric episode. Was her her showing that you know she cares about these clones because she's a clone too? Yeah, you know that's why she's she cares about the you know they're still her brothers. They're still you know that yeah she might not have fought in the war. You know, she might not have done all this stuff, but, you know, all these people are still her brothers. So she still has a vested interest in, in, in them. Um, Absolutely. And and the thing uh, that I, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say the thing I really like. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I thought it was interesting that Rampart didn't notice her. Because she was, they were, they were right by each other. Uh, whenever she was going to the Senate, and she didn't have a hood up, she wasn't in disguise. But Rampart did not, and he was been on Camino. Rampart had been on Camino. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. That you know, maybe it was just this thing of she was so insignificant that he paid her no mind when he was there. Well, there's that, but I mean, nobody really knew that there was a female clone. He probably yeah. knew that there had been a female clone, mm-hmm. but he didn't even think anything of it because he hadn't seen her. He never saw a face. And even though she looks similar to the other clones, yeah, what's that facial feature yeah. going to look like? Yeah. If anything, well, even, he'd probably I think, be like, even, I think familiar, but I don't he, know why. I think even if he had seen her on Camino, like it would, it would probably have been just in passing and 
she probably thought you know her so insignificant that he never you know made a mental image in his in his brain of what what this what this person looked like so when he saw her he probably just didn't even think of anything of it because he didn't remember her you know she right. was to him he, she was so insignificant um but and yeah and again i think that plays back to you know what we talked about before with his arrogance because mm-hmm. he just was not he was just not a good guy um yes which I makes mean, me wonder if the, we're uh, going to see uh it makes me wonder if we're going to see a redemption arc for him possibly i mean the, you know there's the saying um pride goes before a fall and right we saw that with rampart very and we see that with with all the with you know everyone in the empire you know palpatine the same thing you know what was uh what was luke's line to him your overconfidence is your will be your downfall yeah you know? yeah and and it was yeah you failed your overconfidence will be your downfall yeah absolutely yeah yeah um so it looks like we have a you know we have the beginning what well, looks like the beginning of the end of the clones uh happening with the uh you know imperial stormtroopers coming up coming in and we are over halfway through well over halfway through um no, we're at the halfway point because there's supposed to be okay. 16 episodes. 16 episodes? Wow. And yeah, I, so we still I have mean, eight more episodes to go before this is done. So it's going to be Star interesting Wars, to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, where do you think that, where do you think we go from here? Uh, do you think that, our, I'm hoping that from now on we kind of stay on, we kind of, uh, stay on target so to speak that we kind of keep that these kind of standalone episodes are, are kind of go by the wayside for for now and that the stories from now are going to be very much storyline based and you know kind of push this push the story the story that they're trying to tell tell along for now you know and from now on i'm not really sure because I mean, while episode seven felt standalone-ish, it really was connected with episode eight. And so they did tie together two different threads because yeah. Uh, yeah. because of how things played out between episode six with, with Gunji and I, them coming back to to um, to uh, the capital. I will say this. This one thing Filoni does has done especially in rebels was you'd have these episodes where you'd look at me like oh this is just a filler episode you know this this was you know you think it was just a filler episode but then two or three episodes down the line he would connect it back and you'd be like oh okay that's where yeah you know you have the you have the uh the episode in rebels with the uh the space whales and everybody was like oh yeah that's just right. a standalone episode uh, you had another one where you find out, you know, Ezra has connection with animals. Oh, okay, that's just standalone. But then everything connects back at the final, at the you know, the last episode. You're like, okay, that makes sense now. So that's one thing that Filoni, I think Filoni, really good at doing is 
having these episodes where you think like, oh, this is just a filler episode. But then two or three episodes down the line, everything will connect and everything will make sense as to why this happened. Um, so, I, you know, I think we might call it a filler episode, but, you know, we need to kind of maybe take a step back and once it's all over, you know, look back and think like, okay, where did all these connect at? You know. Right. And I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm really curious to see where this where these threads go because like like you said, we're seeing the beginning of the end of the clones. We're seeing Rex and Echo going off to do their own thing because eventually Rex is going to become the Rex that we see in in Rebels. Yeah. Um at some point. I mean he's already got the beard going, which looks good. Um yeah. but then we're going to see, I'm curious as to see where this connects because there's still a number of years between where we are in Bad Batch and where Rebels picks up. Yeah. Yeah. I I am too. Um, where, I mean, we've also you, seen you where... For a second. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Um, I mean, we still have the, this, you know, I wouldn't say really dissent, but the cracks uh, uh, seeing being shown between Sid and the Bad Batch, um, where you might be, oh, some of them might be questioning, you know, how how trustworthy is she? Um, you know, you have all these different little storyline arcs that will, you know, hopefully, in the next you know few episodes, we'll start seeing resolved. Um, It it will be it would be nice to see how everything comes together at the end. That mm-hmm. it will. Um, I mean, as as like I said, I've got to go back and rewatch these last two episodes just because I, I dozed off unintentionally and I need to go back in and, and make sure that I didn't miss anything really crucial. Because like you said, Filoni is really good at at putting out those little those little breadcrumbs that mm-hmm. while they they may seem you know, unimportant at the time, they are much more important, much more intrinsic to the overall plot than we realize. Sorry. What was that? That was my phone. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh. That was funny. (laughs) That was good. All right. All right. I think we need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Wow, we will. Never mind. Random. (laughs) All right. Well, that seems like a good point to kind of start wrapping things up here. Uh, Garrett, why don't you tell the fine folks out there in the internet world where they can find you? All right. Well, you guys can find me at uh, on. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at gkj underscore publishing. Uh, I post about my the books that I write. The archives of Saint Grand uh, book five is out now. Um, and then uh, you can also connect with me on YouTube at gkj publishing. Uh, no, no underscore in that one. Um, I do a show called The Right Way where we talk uh, top ten book recommendations. 
uh, author interviews, and uh, we I do uh, monthly creative writing tips right now focused on world building. Uh, and I'm using uh, Avatar The Last Airbender as the lens for that. Um, and I actually have my 200th episode coming up next month on March 18th. I'm awesome. really looking forward to that. Awesome. All right. As for us right here, if you want to get a hold of us, the best way to do that is through our email, warthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle, at warthestars1. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search War of the Stars. Uh, also, if you want to check us out on our podcast, which obviously if you're listening to you want to do, just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, look for the War of the Stars logo, and that's where you can catch us at. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars, or buy some of our merch. Please buy our merch. We need money. Uh, just go to spreadshirt.com forward slash war of the stars. Uh, there's dashes between all of the words war of the stars. Uh, check that out. Link is in our Twitter is on our Twitter bio for that. Uh, definitely check that out. Really cool. Um, stuff. Uh, I believe that is it. I believe I hit everything. I think so. I think so. All right. As for <laughs> us, remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.